I'm Mesha. Hi, I'm Tony. And we are Hitting the Road in Mississippi. Hello everyone, I'm Mesha here with Miss Hit the Road herself, Miss Peggy Brown. Thanks, Mesha. I'm so I'm glad to be here with Miss Mesha. I'm <laughs> so honored that you do this with me. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm honored that you're doing it with me. Oh, thank it's, you. It's fun. It is. It really is, folks. And this is our third podcast, and this one is Mississippi, birthplace of America's music, and also uh, about establishing the Mississippi Musicians Hall of Fame. Okay. Both, which this lady, Miss Hithrow herself, is associated with. <laughs> I am associated with it. Thank you, you are. And we're going to um, explain all of that to you all in this episode. When we were talking about how you got associated with blues and everything, one of the things in our conversation together mm-hmm. that we talked about is um, how both of us, in listening to old rock music like uh, that came from England, um, The Stones, um, Led Zeppelin, we didn't realize what we were listening to until we started listening to blues. It was actually blues music. So that was just one example of how Mississippi's music was already impacting the world years before. Mm-hmm. So, but Mississippi's music has impacted the world in much bigger ways. It's not just those blues songs that got overseas in the 60s and was what we thought was rock and roll. It, it's much more than that. Mm-hmm. So... You kind of have a journey that you've gone through with this um, with the slogan and then becoming a part of the Hall of Fame. And it all kind of starts with, um, well, it's, it's all rolled in together. So would you like to tell us that story? Tell us about yeah, that journey. Yeah, thanks. And uh, it has been a journey. And um, Mesa's entirely right. Uh, growing up in the 60s, I was loving the rock bands that were from the UK. And... Um, I love some particular songs that they did, not knowing that they were redos of blues songs. And so it was many years later that I discovered, my goodness, the songs they were doing were blues musicians from Mississippi. And so the UK guys had come over and discovered, wow, um, this is Jules. You know, we've got some Jules here. And in fact, they... They sometimes invited some of the blues musicians over to come play with them in the in the UK. But my journey is that I didn't know that was blues. Yeah. And so uh, some years later, again, when I heard those songs, it was like, oh, my stars, that's the song that I had heard the Rolling Stones do. Right. Or, um, or Cream or, you know, Led Zeppelin. And... Um, so anyway, that, I think, was my initiation to blues back in the day, not knowing that it was blues at all. Once I got started with Hit the Road Entertainment, um, Dr. Brewer, who founded the Mississippi Musicians Hall of Fame, needed somebody to help him book, or not book, but to put together a festival in Vicksburg <laughs> that would coincide with his induction ceremony that he was doing for the Mississippi Musicians Hall of Fame. He got in touch with me because he wanted it to be a blues festival. He already had all the acts booked. (laughs) Um, Seven weeks out, he gets in touch with me about helping him find a location for the blues festival. And he told me who all was going to be playing on it. And I said, well, okay, uh, I, I guess I could help him do that. 
not knowing how much work that would take. But anyway, he's lucky I didn't know how much work it would take. I, I love, um, usually you say I, you weren't smart enough to say no. Right. <laughs> and that's indeed true. I was not smart enough to say no. I, I just love that he had a whole blues festival, but no place to have the festival. He, had, he didn't have a place for it. And I really don't understand that. But um, it, it, I said, okay. Mm-hmm. That I would help him, right. and um, and so I went to Vicksburg to find a location. Went to see several things, and and then somebody told me you you need to talk to Ray Nielsen, who mm-hmm. was the owner of Ameristar Casino, and I owe that success to Ray Nielsen. I went, you know, kind of scared of him because he had so much clout. Yeah. But I go in there and just sit down and plead my case and say, hey, we want to have a blues festival. We don't have a place. Wondered if you could help me think of a place that we might have it. Yeah, where where and, did we have a festival? Right. And he said, well, you know, um, I just happened to be the end, his parking lot up above Maristar, just happened to be the end space, their end location for a marathon that was running through Vicksburg that day. And so he had he had a, a place blocked off, you know, had a stage, had porta potties, had sound, and supposedly the, the racers were all going to be coming in at a particular time in the morning, of course, because it was an early morning thing. And then, well, I guess you know what I can just he said I you know just let you guys have this space. And I went, wow. And so I. Not sure how I asked him about the price for it, and he said, "You know, I'll just, I'll just let you have it." It's like, oh my <laughs> word! And it was the same day, of course, that we were doing the festival, so it was, it was meant to be. And I, I owed all of that success to Ray Nielsen, and he loved the blues and still does. So he had a festival space, but no festival. He had a festival and had a fe- space and no festival. We had the festival. <laughs> And no space. There you so go. It was a beautiful day, and the talent was excellent and wonderful. Um, it, there just weren't enough people there to appreciate oh. all that it was. it was. And it was the the first ever and only Willie Dixon Wang Dang Doodle Blues Festival in Vicksburg. That's sad. That it, um, I know, and it was it was great. Yeah. And so um, that started my consulting era, era, era yes, with Dr. <laughs> not, not, not error, but era. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, I was clarifying there, you know. <laughs> with Dr. Brewer, um, and he was the founder of the Mississippi Musicians Hall of Fame, and so I got to be um, a consultant for him. Okay. And then he was the author of the slogan, Mississippi Birthplace of America's Music. And he came up with that because of all the studying he'd done on Mississippi musicians of all genres. And people who produced the music, people who made the music, people who um, had something to do with the music industry and who had all come from Mississippi. And so he he had determined that that was an accurate slogan for Mississippi. And he presented that to a a friend of his. Mm who was a business person in Jackson, and the man said to him, Jim, that is an audacious statement. But, you know, audacious or not, if it's true, it's true. I mean, we've already established that blues had already made it across 
Exactly. The big pond. Right. And was, <laughs> it was, right. had become rock and roll over there. Right. And so, um, but there's so much more. There's so much more. And so we cannot deny that blues was from somewhere in Mississippi. Right. It, it, all, lots of places. But then um, country music has been determined to have started in Meridian mm-hmm. with Jimmy Rogers. Right. And then rock and roll, we can claim that. And, and so most people think, oh, well, that must be because of Elvis. Well, no, it was before Elvis. Well, then some people said, well, it must have been Rocket 88, um, which was done in Clarksdale. And um, and it wasn't Rocket, Rocket 88. That was not the first one. Rolling Stone magazine and some people who have delved into this have decided that the, actually the first rock and roll record was in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And it was in the 30s, and it was Blind Roosevelt Graves. Wow. So it, I guess technically we would have three reasons to claim rock and roll. It could be Ike Turner with Rocket 88 or or then Elvis after that. But So Dr. Brewer determined that that fit us, Mississippi, because blues, rock and roll, and country music all are documented to have started in Mississippi. So the man he presented that to, the guy called back a couple weeks later and said, I have talked to several um, people that study music and music history, and they agree with you. That's not an audacious statement. So Dr. Brewer um, adopted that for the Hall of Fame and trademarked it, and it now is the trademark slogan that belongs to the Hall of Fame. He has since retired, and I'm now the director of the Mississippi Musicians Hall of Fame. And so it doesn't have a brick-and-mortar place now, but the whole point of the Hall of Fame has been music education for students and for adults to explain why we can make that statement. And in doing that, we induct people into the Hall of Fame like every two years. And it's people who have spread this music around the world. And so um, you might even think, well, who could that be? Of course, it's, you know, B.B. King and all the, the people I've mentioned before that. But um, MTV, not Mississippi TV. I, I, you knew I was going to MTV of music videos <laughs> was started by Bob Pittman and Bob Pittman. Um, was from Mississippi. Okay. So um, I think that's a legitimate claim. You know, we can't claim gospel because gospel's been started by God wherever gospel got started, and it wasn't just in Mississippi. But we can claim those others legitimately. So Well, and absolutely blues because um, there are like five regions to Mississippi. Exactly. And a, pretty much a different type of blues a different flavor of blues depending on what part of the state you're in i mean right um you know metro jackson has more of the r&b kind of soul blues mm-hmm. uh the front porch blues started in the delta but then there's ventonia blues that is a different style right then there's the hill country blues from two below and up above that that's a different style as well so um you, blues came from several parts of the state, but different flavors, absolutely. And then country blues, which is actually then country. Right. Yeah, which just blows my mind. So, yeah, right. but I absolutely agree that the statement was not audacious, but, right. but accurate. Right. And, and I love it. And as you say, of course, gospel, gospel, yeah. um, we can't claim gospel, but there's even a debate about which came first, gospel or blues. There's they, definitely there's a that debate. debate. If, you, if you read books on the subject, yeah. that debate exists. And so um, so if you claim blues, which Mississippi can, 
then then gospel gets into the mix from that standpoint. Gospel, so, um, the, yeah, so that's, I feel strongly about that slogan, Mississippi Birthplace of America's Music, and that too is one of the reasons that um, I am so excited about us telling the stories of these people who were born and who now play the music of the place that they were born in. Well, the state is excited about it because it's mm-hmm. on the signs when you drive into the state. Absolutely. And used they lose it from you, used right? used to be on the car tags, and regrettably, they changed out the car tags, but the state of Mississippi does lease it, and they use the slogan in a lot of um, publications, but it's on the big old welcome signs. Yes. When you drive into the state of Mississippi, the uh, big blue sign with the red writing, birthplace of America's music. I have discovered a flaw with that. Okay. I was interviewing a couple at Blue Monday this uh-huh. week, and they flew in. Oh. The sign isn't working when people fly in. So we, we've got to come up with something to get <laughs> Now, if you, if you fly into the Jackson International uh-huh. Airport and you drive out of it, you see the sign right when you come out of the airport. Probably. Okay, I will have to, next time people tell me that, I will mm-hmm. have to say, oh, no, no, you have to look when you're driving out of the airport. Exactly. It's there. Exactly, it All is right. right there. See, I, she would know. Absolutely. I would know. She would know. So that's why I have to bring these things to her, folks. <laughs> so, but I won't let anybody get me with that anymore. No, I'll say, even at the airport, there's a sign. <laughs> yes, there <laughs> Now, the Hall of Fame. Um, you're the director of it. Yes. And as you said, it is, um, it's not a brick and mortar. It's not a brick and mortar. Well, at least not yet. Maybe someday. Right. But um, there are over 200 members in it. Yes. And, of course, as you said, Elvis, B.B. King, the, the obvious, and, of course, mm-hmm. the not-so-obvious, which it's not Mississippi TV after mm-hmm. all, although I keep thinking <laughs> it should be, um, the founder of MTV. Right. But, um, and the wonderful curriculum, which is online. We do have a student curriculum online that uh, goes in line with Mississippi history, but it's free to teachers. If right. you want to look at the msmusic.org, you can find the online curriculum. It's amazing. Yeah. Yes, I've, I've been reading through it. It's, mm-hmm. it's very good. But I think that the stories that we're going to be sharing and then bringing, um, also telling the stories of the people who are coming, their impressions of Mississippi. I think that the Hall of Fame is going to find that interesting as well because Absolutely. so much of that is going to be about what people think about this being the birthplace of America's music. Exactly, and that's one of the questions that we have put in there that we want to ask most everybody, mm-hmm. um, musicians, but the visitors. What is your take? What do you think about the slogan, Mississippi Birthplace of America's Music? How does that resonate with you? What does that mean? And so that will be fun to get many, many answers on that. So far, what I've gotten is people have been kind of like, you know, we didn't even realize, um, we didn't realize what we've learned so far. So mm-hmm. they, they weren't aware. So I've been filling them in on, on what we've said here mm-hmm. in, in this episode. And their mouths just kind of drop, and they're like, well, yeah, y'all should have that sign. I mean, exactly. So before it's over, they they are really, they agree, too, that the slogan is correct. So what I'm seeing is that so far, and the people we've asked, we're really educating them. And then, Good. again, the homeschool group, you know, they're Good. they're going to use the curriculum. They were all excited about it. So, so already, um, just one little bit we've done. Uh, the Hall of Fame is impacting a group. This this wow. homeschool group is based in Colorado. 
So, um, so yeah, we um, awesome. But I, yeah. I think that the storytelling will be a yeah. part, definitely a part of the Hall of Fame, and it fits in with with what you all are trying to do with that. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I hope so. It's um, it's worth promoting, um, and it is definitely a statement slash slogan that is worth um, delving into as to why we can make that claim. So, um, if it's about celebrating the musicians and the people that make it. And um, and about honoring them, but also honoring what has started in the state. That's what we're about. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So we so want to we... thank you all for joining us for for this episode. Yeah, thank and... you for joining us. And you can reach out to us at this email address, htrprb at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any ideas you might have about what we're doing or any suggestions about where we might go or someone we might interview. As we are hitting the road in Mississippi. Mississippi.